Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. That's right, this is Dr. John Bergman speaking to you from the dark ages. Okay, now we've had a couple more videos uh, censored by the all-encompassing, all-knowing Google and YouTube, uh, which, which is actually bought and paid for our government. So it's nice that they're controlling, so you don't really need to think deeply about information you're getting. Uh, well, the ones that were wiped out most recently were called rituals, okay? Like, if you're wondering, you know, we've, I've been alive 60 years on the planet and probably been aware of 55 of those years. And, and I'm looking around, and I'm thinking there's never been a time where people wear masks. There's never been a time social distancing. There's never been a time of shutting down. So what makes this different? Well, I'm going to show you that you do have a choice in the future. You can make a choice. And in fact, if you do not make a choice, a conscious choice for, for making, uh, creating your own future, uh, you will not work out well. Uh, according to Buckmeister Fuller, listen to this, quote, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. Absolutely. Very cool. Uh, so now I've, I've got a slide, and this is going to be for Facebook and YouTube, but it's a note to censors. And on this talk, I'm using information from Google, YouTube, USA Today, California Department of Health, World Health Organization, CNBC, National Review, CNN, New England Journal of Medicine, and the California Department of Education. Yeah, so, you know, if you get a problem with that, let's knock them out. And, and think of our society today. Just, just I mean, take a step back, uh, you know, put down the panic pill and the fear porn. I mean, I'm with you on that, too. I mean, I, I like, you know, you see a good train wreck, man, I'm on that. But this is insane. So is this is our society today where the government, no, uh, no, 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 no. It's not North Korea or China. It's not Russia. No, th this is America. Your job is graded as essential and non-essential, and if you are non-essential, then you shall close. And if you open, you shall have special orders. Okay, now stay-at-home orders. So this is literally in place um, lockdown. Lockdown is a new one. Um, and so you're supposed to lock yourself in your home to be afraid of your neighbors. And in fact, if your neighbors come out, you can tell on them. Um, beaches, trails, and parks are closed for the 4th of July weekend. And masks uh, with the following exemptions are for face scrubbing. Now, these are the exemptions from the California Department of Public Health. First exemption, persons younger than two should not have these because very young children must not wear a face covering because they could suffocate. That's okay. Three-year-old kids can wear it because they won't suffocate. I, how does that work? Don't know. Okay, now, persons with a medical condition, mental health, or disability that prevents them from wearing a face covering. This includes persons with a medical condition who wearing a face covering could obstruct breathing or who are unconscious, incapacitated, or unable to remove a face covering without assistance. Well, that, would that, that qualifies every one of my patients because we know that the face mask can limit oxygen as much as 20%, 
And uh, of course, OSHA says that if you're in an oxygen environment, that's 19% less than it's a health hazard. So masks are dangerous. What about the antisocial distancing? Yes, it's antisocial distancing, not social distancing. Okay, forced testing, forced quarantine. Just had a patient who's a bank president, and uh, they you have to get tested in order for him to go back to work. So he has to submit to this test whether he wants to or not. So you've got to violate his bodily integrity, forget his personal belief, and he must get um, you know get get tested. Otherwise, he will not be able to um, work. Yeah, that's America. Um, and the course, changing restrictions with no real end date. Okay, so they'll open up the beaches. Now they close the beaches. They're going to open it. And last, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when we talked about rituals, there's a purpose behind this. The rituals are designed to have you conform. Because if you're always changing uh, the end result, then you're not going to be able to plan things. So let's look at group think, because this is really what's going on. Now, if, if you are aware, then you're looking at society as a whole, and you are now seeing collapse of the society. This will never go back to normal. It cannot. Okay, this is why they're defunding the police and why, I mean, if, if you're just a standard American trying to defend yourself, you're going to be berated and possibly arrested for defending your own personal property. So this means that businesses will have a totally new environment. Um, I have friends that are running restaurants and they're concerned about food shortages coming up which is going to be a very, very big, um, big controversial problem coming up. Aside from the massive floods and the weather extremes that China's experiencing, we will also be experiencing that very, very shortly. So let's look at groupthink. Now, here's the definition. Quote, a pattern of thought characterized by self-deception, forced manufacture of consent, and conformity to group values and ethics. Let me read that again. A pattern of thought characterized by self-deception, forced manufacture of consent, and conformity to group values or ethics. Isn't that interesting? That is our society today. So if you were expecting your customers, your friends, your relatives to be acting in a somewhat, what, the, the manner that you're familiar with, that you would have called normal a year ago, they're not going to be acting that way. Now, why is this? Well, groupthink occurs because there's a desire for harmony or conformity. Um, it, it, it's a desire for cohesiveness. Okay, and it, it's really a tendency in the group for members to agree at all costs. Now, this causes the group to minimize conflicts and reach a consensus decision without critical evaluation. Now, think of uh, the statues tumbling down. Why would the government allow statues to be ripped down? Because our past has to be rewritten. See, with, if we're not learning from the past, we will not progress. We'll have to relearn those issues. And if the past has heroes or somebody that we, we can emulate or somebody that had um, challenges that they overcame, 
then we do not want the public aware of that because then we'll probably want to overcome challenges ourselves, and that will be a less obedient population. Now, groupthink requires individuals to avoid raising controversial issues or even alternative solutions. Now, the dysfunctional group dynamics of in-group and, and has an illusion of invulnerability. What's interesting about that is I saw an interview of a drug addict on the streets of Seattle in the, their autonomous zone and who had just stolen from somebody and bought drugs. And he was very eloquent, surprisingly. And he was a drug addict for about four or five years and, you know, been arrested multiple times for stealing stuff. And he said, now finally society is valuing him because he's able to steal openly and able to buy drugs openly. So he is very happy with this change. I know right now you're going, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, he's on TV describing how he's stealing from people and purchasing drugs and how he likes it. Um, so so let's change this world. I mean, if you look, and, and again, if you need more evidence for how sick society has become, um, Oregon County in Oregon on 625, they passed an, uh, um, an ordinance that if you're a person of color, that you don't have to wear a mask. Now, this order was rescinded, okay, and that was on June 16th. By June 25th, they rescinded the order because they didn't want people to separate out. But think of the intelligence there. Um, they were concerned that if a person of color was wearing a mask, that they might be stereotyped into like somebody that's going to rob the store or something like that. Um, however, uh, by telling them they they didn't need to wear a mask, that's also stereotyping them. So <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it, it, there's there's no logic if you're trying to think. Oh, gee, well, well, if they don't wear a mask, they're more exposed to COVID. However, if they're most don't wear a mask, they're more exposed to hum. Uh, um, herd immunity, and if they don't wear a mask, uh, that actually might be beneficial because they're getting more oxygen. But if they do wear a mask, you, do you know what I mean? It's It just doesn't make any sense. Now, there's a really, really cool YouTube um, guy that, that is just brilliant. It's called Academy of Ideas, uh, Free Minds for a Free Society. I really hope that you look at some of this guy's stuff. It's brilliant. Um, I've got a couple of slides and quotes from him, and it is just absolutely spectacular. On mob mentality and groupthink, does the average person possess character traits to stand up to the challenges of life? Or does the typical person have the look of the hunted, possessing the characteristics of sheep? Can most people be reduced to the state of other panic and fear? Since a collective disease of the mind has spread across most of the world, the only choice that we have for those who we want to maintain our mental health is to learn um, what facilitates human flourishing and to build our lives around such foundations. While societal changes are throughout history, what we are as, as humans remains relatively constant. Absolutely. Just brilliant. I mean, when we look at, um, let me see, here's a quote. 
Yeah, only my computer is malfunctioning. Okay, from Aldous Huxley, and you've got to hear this. Oh, my God. This describes everything. The real hopeless victims of mental illness are to be found among those who appear most normal. They are normally only in retaliation or relation to a profoundly abnormal society. Listen to that again. They are normal only in relation to a profoundly abnormal society. Their perfect adjustment to the abnormal society is a measure of their mental sickness. These millions of abnormally normal people living without a fuss in a society to which if they were fully human beings, they ought not to be adjusted. Um, brilliant. So does that mean that people are going along with the limited group, social distancing, mass mandatory vaccination, contact tracing, travel restrictions, and a chip that's tracking you for your convenience and safety. Um, uh, that is normal now. Well, we know, and it, this is funnier than heck, this is June 8th, uh, Dr. Marie uh, Kirkov, head of the World Health Organization's Emerging Diseases and Zoonosis uh, Unit. Now, she said on June 8th, now she's going over studies and data from multiple different countries that she said, from the data we have, it still seems to be very rare that an asymptomatic person actually transmit onward to a secondary individual. It's very rare. And, and that's interesting because um, the, the pre-symptomatic transmission is the reason that we have social distancing. It's a reason that we're doing contact tracing. So then um, <laughs> they, they actually revised it, okay, and, and this is the interesting part, because she goes in to um, really imagine if you're part of a group, okay, and you make a statement that's totally against the group. That's what she did. Uh, so when she said very rare, the next day, okay, she comes in and they, they yell at her, and she says it's now not very rare. It's a big open question. Um, she she's stressed that she based her decision on a small set of studies provided by countries who are doing very detailed contact tracing. <clears throat> she wasn't stating World Health Organization policy, and she used the term very rare, and she thinks she was misunderstood. Um, no, very rare is very rare. And and what's what's interesting, what what she goes on to say, is some modeling groups around 40% of corona transmission is due to asymptomatic cases. So let me let me explain that. When she's looking at the data, she's seeing um, uh, it's very very rare for somebody without symptoms to transmit to a healthy person. When she's looking at the modeling, it's ridiculously, I mean, it could be up to 40%. So, so now you've got to start thinking, hey, wait a second, that just doesn't make any sense. So how good and efficient has modeling been? Well, the professor, Neil Ferguson, who worked at the Imperial College, developed the model that shut down the entire world. Now, he has resigned in disgrace. So you get this gal from World Health Organization utilizing statistics based on actual facts, and she says, no, we can't look at the facts. We have to look at modeling. Yeah, right. 
Okay, so we know that that Mr. Ferguson, okay, his he has made multiple predictions that are insane. Hell, he said with without Sweden, with no lockdown in Sweden, forty thousand deaths could occur by May first, a hundred thousand by June, and that's utter ridiculous. Okay, they they call him the master of a, a disaster. Now, what does the World Health Organization say about masks? Um, well, quote. Uh, there is no specific evidence to suggest that wearing masks by the mass population has any potential benefit. In fact, there is some evidence to suggest the opposite, that misuse of wearing a mask uh, improperly or fitting it properly. Um, in the community, we do not recommend the use of wearing masks unless you are sick or ill. Interesting. And so then I looked further into the World Health Organization website, and they said masks may carry some risks if not properly used. I thought that was very interesting. And sure enough, what do they say? See, when you're wearing a mask, now last week when we talked about rituals, it eliminates your identity or, or suppresses your ego so you can form easier. So, so societal changes, I can understand wearing a mask. But the World Health Organization says that as soon as you touch the mask, it's called self-contamination, can occur by touching or reusing the contaminated mask. See, if you're wearing it because you feel that you're in a virus-filled environment, okay, so you're breathing it in, so you're concentrating the air flowing through this cloth or cotton or, or fibrous mask, and so the outside of the mask is in a contaminated area. Now, when you go to touch it or move it or adjust it, you've now contaminated it, and you've contaminated your hands. And then if you move it down to your chin, you're contaminating your whole face now because you've touched it. And then if you move it back, you've already contaminated the inside, so you're spreading more virus inside. And so just the fact of touching it, you've contaminated it. And depending on the type of mask used, potential breathing difficulties, according to the World Health Organization. Um, and it's interesting because according to the World Health Organization, quote, there is no current evidence to make a recommendation for or against their use in the, the community settings. Uh, so let's look, and now knowing this, and this is the facts, School is going to start, and here's the California School Reopening Guides. Now, just think of this. So when we're talking about our sick society, um, schools will be reopening. However, all the children will have to wear masks. Now, we know the kids aren't at risk of transmitting the disease, but they will all have to wear masks. Now, how does that do for oxygen or social interaction where you can't see a person's facial expression? Um, knowing that these kids will go to school wearing masks, what's their mental health going to be like? We don't know, but they're required to all wear masks. Cleaning and sanitation stations are going to be set up everywhere, so we'll create germaphobes. Temperature and symptom checks throughout the day. Good. Paranoia. Limiting student and teachers to bubbles of 12 people. Social distancing, desks six feet apart. Reduced bus capacity. Oh, and by the way, no general lunch or recess, and they'll be restricted to small groups of people. And staggered learning, at least uh, about two days a week, it'll be off. 
yeah, developing friendships, socializing, it's not going to really happen. So when, if you look at this, these are all rituals. Number one, there's five different patterns that happen to change your pattern of thought into a, a ritual. Number one, you have to be isolation. Okay, and that means that, that you have to be separate from the group. And this is anything. If you're joining the Boy Scouts, if you uh, want to conform in America or California, you have to do this. You're going to be isolated. And then there has to be a suspension of normal or familiar life. That means work, social interactions, church, all of that is suspended. So why? So that you are, you are now involved in only the one group. And now you have to be insulated, isolated, and the initiate can now be molded into the new normal. And that's the key of the isolation and suspension of the normal life. Now, masks and rituals are very important because it suppresses the ego. Disguised under a mask, it facilitates the death of the old self. <clears throat> and then the fifth path is new patterns of thought. Because now that you're in this, you've completed the ritual, you now are, are in the new normal. And remember, society will not go back. Now, out of the New England Journal of Medicine, they have a challenge because they're developing vaccines at a rapid pace. Now, back in December, we know the World Health Organization admitted that they didn't have any good safety systems in place to monitor damage done by vaccines. So I thought this article was very curious. Ensuring uptake of vaccines against SARS-CoV-2. Now, they've been trying to build a corona vaccine for decades, and they haven't been able to. But now they're going to build it in just a few months. And so I went and looked at their um, criteria. And, and this is interesting. The first um, requirement, because they got six criteria that have to be met before the state imposes a vaccine mandate. Number one is there have to be evidence that COVID is inadequately controlled by the existing measures, such as contact tracing, testing, isolation, and quarantine. And there has to be sustained troubling new trends in new cases or hospitalizations or deaths. So that's where the media comes in, because they have to maintain the panic. Uh, and, you know, because cases are going up every day. And you hear this, and it's like, dude, you know, if, this, if they were talking about auto accidents, auto accidents always happen around the holidays, and they're going to be enormous this weekend. So stay home, stay safe. You know, I mean, it's insane. Now, what they're talking, the second criteria is the, the advisory committee on immunization practice who rubber stamps anything the pharmaceutical industry has approves it. Now, what they're first going to do, and this is a quick glimpse into the future, is they're going to require this vaccine for any healthcare worker, nursing home residents, patients with severe respiratory or underlying healthcare conditions. And I like the way they said it. The fact that a vaccine has received FDA approval, whether it's under the Emergency Youth Authorization Act um, or ordinary review process, is an insufficient basin which conclude that it should be required. The FDA approval reflects a determination that a clinical trial evidence shows benefits of the vaccine outweigh the risk. However, overweighing the FDA decisions would be particularly problematic for the COVID vaccines 
because it's based on, maybe based on very limited evidence and consciously or unconsciously influenced by the intense pressure to spread countermeasures to market. Absolutely. And the third criteria is that there has to be an adequate supply. The fourth criteria is that there has to be transparent communications of the vaccine's safety and efficacy. And I love the way they put this particularly given the possibility that evidence underlying the FDA approval process may be more modest than usual. Policymakers and public need to understand the limits of what's known. And then they talk about how um, lessons from past vaccine campaigns suggest that a generous compensation program for people who have serious vaccine side effects should should be the centerpiece of this effort. Yeah, that's right. They're saying, oh, my God, uh, if you mandate it, this could cause huge problems. So what do we do? How do we change this? Well, our belief systems are formed when we're younger, and they're formed by people around us, teachers, friends. And that's why the government is paternalizing and changing all the media. They're censoring everything to change the information going into you. Now, realize that you can believe is your perception, evidence, plus time. So if you are being totally inundated with information from uh, the, the news media, you're concerned about cases always going up, the second wave and the third wave, and you're ready to follow the authority you know, over the cliff. So here's the pathway to enlightenment. Number one, if you're just doing the road, and most everybody went along with most everything. So do what you're told. That's the very first round. And this means mass, social distance, shut down your business, accept financial disaster, and follow your government. Then we're in the question phase now. Um, what you're told, question what you're told. Are the restrictions based in science? Who's at really at risk? What is the real death rate? Is it the same as the flu? Why was the economy shut down? See, initially, everyone is going along with this because you know we're threatened with this massive devastation. Now people are starting to question, and why? Why we do what we do? Should you trust your government and follow everything? Should you accept the new normal without question? Is censorship approved? It, like, do you approve of censorship? Do you want to not have a variety of ideas, but have the government um, eliminate dangerous thoughts? And when you say censorship, realize that they've just censored Gone with the Wind. They've censored um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. They've censored Huck Finn. Yes, the, there are going to be book burnings because these books were written at a time that mentioned our history uh, that has a dark past. Uh, it's crazy. So what is the belief system of your doctor? I mean, if you think that autism is bad luck or bad genes, or type 2 diabetes is a disease and not a poisoning, or high blood pressure, high cholesterol, are these diseases or adaptations? William James, brilliant, brilliant guy. Quote, the world we see that seems so insane is the result of a belief system that's not working. To perceive the world differently, we must be willing to change our belief system, let the past slip away and expand our sense of now, and dissolve the fear in our minds. I mean, brilliant. 
I mean, if you know that epigenetics, you have a control above the genes, heck, the pharmaceutical products have an epigenetic control. When we know that pharmaceuticals, the drugs that you are prescribed by your doctor are linked to heart disease, cancer, nerve and mental disorders, diabetes, leukemia, bipolar disease, schizophrenia. That is the real epidemic. If you're talking six to 700,000 people a year die from heart disease and cancer, um, and, and separately, you know, you're talking together, you're talking a million and a half people. And that is not shutting down uh, economy. That's not causing a huge push to find out why Americans' hearts are breaking down. Think of our potential. I mean, there's a brilliant article about the Journal of Scientific Explanation where they, uh, or exploration, where they inject 100% of these mice are going to die with between 14 and 17 days. And what they did is these, these doctors and students would hold the mouse for an hour a day for a month, just hold them, and 100% recovered. So how is that? How does that work? Well, because we're more energy than, than matter. So when we look at our country, our countries, countries do have a life cycle. And once the, the population, 40% of the population is getting government dependency, that's when the country fails. And that is exactly what we're seeing. So look at our videos on how to reprogram the brain. Look at neuro-linguistic programming involving body posture, volume, intonation, and breathing. Change your emotional state now. Change your emotional state now. Look at, at, at taking charge of your future. Do not be dependent on the government because they are not going to be able to take care of you. There is going to be food shortages, so get food together. There is going to be um, work shortages. The population will not be able to react the way the population has reacted in the past. Um, you will be okay. We, the, the planet has gone through a tremendous amount of population changes or societal changes in the past. You will be okay. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. And check out our video tonight on Facebook and live and on YouTube as well. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.